Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Tuesday for those that are here live, for those that are coming anytime. Thanks for being here. Big day in America today. Today's election day. I've, as I've gotten gotten older, of course, you have to vote. So everyone go out there and do that. Exercise your um, your duty as a citizen. But also remember one thing. That God still runs the world. We got to do what we got to do. And I know that we'd like to think that we know what the future is going to hold, but we don't. And so vote with your hands and with your head, but leave a little piece of that heart of yours and mine for the creator of the world who knows how to run this world. Today's dedication for the show is dedicated, um, wishing bracha v'hatzlacha, blessings and success to Seed UK. Thank you for that. And to the Rebetzin, and to the Rebetzin, Dove. And as this Thursday, thousands of women from New Zealand to Colombia via the UK, Dubai, Canada, South Africa, and more will be joining the first ever 24-hour global chalabake in the tremendous show of unity, Jewish women from around the world will be bringing the taste of Shabbat into their homes, families, everywhere as part of the Worldwide Shabbat Project. I'm wishing a huge, ma- I'm wishing a huge mazel tov to the 30 families who are keeping Shabbat for the first time with seed this week. May seed be blessed with continued success, bracha, do the incredible work they do. Thank you, Seed, for who you are, what you do, and for being a part of the boost. Very much so, what we're talking about here on the show right now is the idea of future benefit. Interestingly, that this weekend, for those that are aware, is the Shabbat Project. Jews from all over the world are celebrating. We're having a big show coming up on with Project Inspire uh, Thursday night. So check that out, 9 to 11. But what we're talking about right now happens to align, and we'll, I, hope, I hope we'll get there. Stick with me. Regardless of denomination, background, or religion, we're all one. Yesterday, we started talking about this idea of future benefit. What is future benefit? Future benefit is the use of imagination to control discipline. Usually, those two are not connected, and that's a shame. In fact, I would think that the greatest, one of the great shames of our world today is that we give over the power of imagination to creatives and kids. Like if you're not doing something super creative, like someone comes into a house, like a, uh, an interior designer or an artist, or, and they're like, oh, well, yeah, they're, of course they're using their imagination. That's what they do. But like regular people, we're not using our imagination a lot. We have given it to the children. In a way, imagination isn't even considered as important as analytical or memorization abilities. Now, why? Between me and you, because of school. School is a wonderful institution whose job it is to teach us information. They're not doing anything wrong. They have a task. Teach people information. Okay. If you go to a great school or if you go to a school that allows for this and every school now for sure has opportunities for kids to grow their imagination. So, yes, current modern day schools have adapted to this. But at least when I grew up, the people that were rewarded in school with good grades and honor and prestige, they just were able to memorize better or analyze better. 
no one got points for imagination. Okay, it was extra credit. Maybe you were part of the, like the dance group or you're part of choir or you're part of debate. No one, no one patted you on the back for getting an A in that. You got an A in math. You got an A in history. You got an A in social studies. Social studies is memorization. Math is analysis. So as we get into the world, we keep those, it's neuroplasticity, right? These are the social contracts that we have. But imagination is maybe the most powerful, misunderstood piece of our brain. And we're going to keep on going back there because imagination is how everything happens. And I don't in any way mean to knock a school because I think schools are amazing. And if anyone ever knocked schools, just go through the Zoom that all parents went through. And you're like, yeah, whatever you do there, keep on doing it. I called the principal two weeks into the Zoom school. And I'm like, I just want to tell you that I, I love you guys and I appreciate what you're doing. And the principal's like, thanks. I'm like, no, no, I'm watching it. Yeah, that teacher, she's a hero. I mean, like, especially for my boys, I got a boy in fifth grade. Holy mackerel, that teacher is a hero. So all teachers, all schools, God bless you all. But imagination has somehow gotten lost along the way. And we need to use it because it's going to help us in everything that we're doing. Now, how does this apply into what we're talking about? And we spoke about this yesterday, and I want to sort of close this today, which is the imagination allows us to go into the future and live there. Our imagination can allow us to be someplace that we're not. Whenever you're going through something that requires discipline, whether you've brought it on yourself or it came on you. Yesterday, I was talking to an individual who's going through a very hard time, very hard time. And he's overwhelmed with his life and he has every right to be overwhelmed with his life. He is struggling horribly. And he sort of knows that if he can get through these next few months and get his life on track, get his family on track, get his job on track, deal with the crises that came to him unexpectedly, he'll be stronger. He'll be better. It'll work out. He just can't, he just can't do it. He doesn't have the energy for it. So we were talking about this concept. This is what we're talking about. This is discipline. There's also a discipline in getting up in the morning and keep on going when you feel like you can't. That's discipline. There's a discipline on saying I'm getting up in the morning and I feel like I want to go back to bed and you keep on going and you keep on struggling. I don't want to do the work hard and you keep on doing it. I don't want to smile and you keep on smiling. A kid comes home every single day and gives me lip and is disrespectful. I have to hold it together. Like that's discipline. When people go through challenges and they keep on chugging, it doesn't look like they're doing much because they look looks like they're regular, but it's a lot. Someone emailed me weeks ago saying like, she doesn't feel accomplished. She's gone through and she started listing like incredible stuff that she's going through. And she's like, all I'm doing is getting through my day. I'm like, hello. Yeah. Your regular day is incredible because people that what they're going through, what you're going through may not have had a regular day. So there's no like objective. He he's successful and he's not, she is no, it's, based on what's in front of us every day. And a lot of that is discipline. Discipline is that, that ability to push through even when I am 
uninterested or incapable. It is the, the opposite, it is the, the, the counterbalance of enthusiasm, but it is still charging me forward. And when I am standing in front of something, I need, I need a tool to help me be more disciplined and willpower isn't enough. So I said to him yesterday, I said, I want you to picture into the future. And of course, when you first tell us to people, they're like, they don't want to hear it because they want to, they don't, it's soft imagination. They don't want that. Memorization is yesterday. Analysis is today. Imagination is just tomorrow. But then he did it. And I'm thinking like picture five years from now. And I want you to just picture it. And he's picturing it. And he's picturing his family and he's picturing his, his life. And I'm like, now picture the impact that this moment that you're going through right now and going through it strong is going to do for the next five years. And he was able to sort of connect why these next few months in his life, if he gets through them, will have a major impact on his ability to pick the pieces up of his life and continue to grow what he wants, which is a healthy, happy, normal family and a successful life. And then I said to him the following, and this is the key. Try, if you can, to feel the benefit of the end of the road. Try to taste the joy of the finish line now, right? Don't just picture that you're going to get there. And when you get there, you will feel good about yourself. I got that. Try to picture how good you're going to feel when you look back in your life in five years and you look back at the time where you couldn't get out of bed in the morning and you say, I got out of bed in the morning. And because I did, I am where I am. And take that feeling that you're going to feel and feel it now. Now, this is another stretch. This is called future benefit. Like I said yesterday, we do this negatively all the time. We anticipate failing. We anticipate danger. We anticipate things all the time, and it already bothers us. We're nervous to speak days before we get up to speak. So we're taking the future and putting it into our lives. We're already anticipating failure. We don't do it with benefit. And it's a shame. But if we start to appreciate the future benefit today, because the imagination is in our minds and our minds to control our feelings. First of all, two things will happen. One thing is, which we're not getting to yet, which is it'll change our schema, which we have to get to. So Andy, please remind me what this does. And we did this for those who've been with us for a while. You know, we did this a while ago. How your brain changes the neuroplasticity, but also changes the filter. So it'll make you more successful. That's why imagination is more successful. And we'll get there. Well, we've been there, but we'll go back to it. But what it means for us now is that by appreciating the future benefit, what you're doing is you're actually creating a mechanism to remove yourself from the present. And whenever you're in the present, and it's challenging, your limbic system is going crazy. So if you're in a situation, whether it's small or large, 
and you were up against a limbic system that is emotional, it's going to overwhelm rational thought. So if I want something to eat that I shouldn't eat or say something I shouldn't say or do something I shouldn't do or not do something that I should do, and I'm in that moment and my limbic system, my emotional system, my amygdala, my fight or flight is triggering, it's going to overwhelm my rational system. That's why we do things that make no sense. That's why people do things that destroy their lives because they're not acting rationally. They're not dumb. There are people out there that are running companies that go out and do something that destroys their lives. How could that be? There are people that are, that are giving advice. There are psychologists giving advice to people to build their lives and destroying their lives. How? Don't you know? The answer is, yeah, but the knowledge is here. Once this thing gets triggered, I'm lost in this moment. The emotions are making it. Now, what is happening when your emotions are going off is that you get lost in this moment. You're here. You can't see that out of the trees. You're lost in that emotion. The emotion overwhelms you. You're so tired. You can't get out of bed. You're so angry. You can't not say those words. You're so hungry. You cannot eat that thing. Your, your temptations to do this thing overwhelms you, right? The feelings of what's it worth? Who cares? Who cares? Everything is going crazy. That's what's happening right now in America today. Today, right now, people are going out of their minds. If this person wins, country's finished screaming, yelling. Do you know that in New York right now, there's there's word that there's riots going to break out tomorrow? Riots. I hope not. They're planning for riots. This is 2020. These are adult human beings. Why would you riot for? I can't. What, if he wins, if he wins, the world is coming to an end. Pick the guy you like. When you're in this moment of emotion, the limbic system, the fight or flight, oh my gosh, if he wins, then this happens and that happens, this happens, and now we're lost in this moment right now, and the emotions start going crazy, and all rational thought is gone. All rational thought is gone. What happens to us is that what really blocks us is that when you're stuck in an emotion, rational thought goes out the window. And then it's over. And then either you held out and you're like, thank God, or you didn't. And you, now you got to deal with it. What future benefit does, what going into the future and bringing it into the world now does, it's not like a trick to give you more joy. What it does is it actually is like a light switch for the immediate emotion. By gaining a benefit in the future and bring it into the present, what you're doing, if you can picture it is, you're actually bringing the future in and you're shining the light on the present by expanding the lens now. Because if I can think five years from now, today, and see the benefit of what I'm going through, then today I start to quiet the emotion from overwhelming. I'm, I'm jogging and I picture the finish line already. And even though I'm on mile nine, and I'm going out of my mind. I'm already picturing the finish line and I can feel the joy of crossing that line. So my body is saying, emotional saying, stop, stop. You're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. And my rash, I'm trying to get my rational brain going, but it won't because it's so much emotions. 
but I bring that benefit in and go, okay, wait, wait, I'm going to be at the finish line and it's going to be amazing. I'm going to see my my friends and, and my family's going to be there. And oh, it's going to be, and as soon as you do that, you're taking the emotion and you're expanding it out to the future. You're quieting the system. You see that kid who's 15 years old, disrespectful, and you're like, are you serious? And the emotions start coming up. And then you look five years down the line, three years down the line, he's 20 years old. And because he's 20 years old and you were able to increase the love for him, let's say, or the affection for him by 15%, or you model the behavior of what happens when you are in a prop in a, str- in a struggle and it's not yelling or you're a little bit closer, whatever it is. And over the course of that time, you've calmed yourself down and you've given him more love than you would have otherwise given him, cementing that relationship. You're already picturing the relationship better at 20. You bring him into that moment. And as that kid gives you disrespect, you go, this is temporary, he's 15. 15 year olds are not human beings. Teenagers aren't humans. They're just evolving as humans. They're almost humans. In Hebrew, 16 is Hebrew for shesh esrei. So a friend of mine who's Israeli says they call it tipesh esrei, which means the foolish time. The kids, teenagers, they're going through life. They're battling so much internally, externally. They're not ready. So it's parent, little kids. My own personal growth I'm already picturing what it's like to nail this down and getting up at this time or taking this on or feeling close to the creator or whatever the thing I'm doing. I'm already there and I draw it in. And as every part of me goes, don't, 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 don't. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second. I can like taste, I can like taste the wind. And as soon as you can bring that into your life, you bring the future better into the present and you start to taste it to the end, it like shines the light on the emotion. And it quiets it a little bit. Because it gives your brain another alternative. And the alternative is not don't listen to your emotion. That don't work. When you're emotional, the alternative is not like calm down. You ever have that? You ever get into a fight with someone and you get a little emotion? They're like, calm, calm down. Can you just calm down? You're like, really? You ever, did you ever once go, oh, calm down? I never thought of that. You know what? I should really calm down. You're right. I feel much better now. No, it doesn't happen. Now you calm down. You're ready there. You're ready to win. This is connecting it to Shabbat for a second. This is the taste of what Shabbat is. Shabbat, in the, future, in the world to come, we believe that there's a time where we get to really bask in the, in the glory of God, if you will. We're not worried about work. We're not worried about running around the world. We're not worrying about these things. We get to be spiritual beings. But it's hard to be a spiritual being when you're supposed to be in the world and building and fixing the world. God created an imperfect world on purpose. So this whole concept of Shabbat, for those that are interested, is that there's a taste of the future. It's called me'ain in Hebrew. Me'ain is like, a, a, I guess, a taste or a piece. Olam haba. It's a piece of the next world. It's a piece of the spiritual existence. 
you don't get it fully. You got to go back to work, but at least one day you get to like shut the place down and, and not run around and just be connected to your soul. Now, why is it so critical for, because this is the light switch. This is how it works. The quicker we go and turn this on, the more, as soon as I feel the emotion coming, I go right to my benefit. You do this once, wonderful. You do this twice, amazing. Do this every single day. The next time you get emotional, after you start doing this consistently, you go right to that future benefit. It's like when you make, if anyone here wakes up when it's still dark, you wake up when it's still dark once and you can't find the light switch to the bathroom, you're like feeling the walls, like you're, you're walking into walls. You wake up twice. If you wake up before dark consistently, you don't even think, you just go right to the bathroom. You're your, your, your body knows how to navigate the, the dark hallway and your hand just clicks the switch as you're walking into the bathroom. There's no like, wait, where is it again? The light switch for the impulse is future benefit. Try it once. It's hard. How do I get it? What does that mean? What is he talking about? Like, do I feel it? Don't I feel it? Yeah, this is messy in the beginning. Try it again. Oh my God, it felt good. Try it again and try it again. You do this with me for the next two weeks, every day. You pick one thing that's making you emotional and you think about the benefit of when you overcome it, bring it into your life. Do it every single day for two, three weeks. You know what's going to happen after a while? We're going to go through life. If there's a curble coming our way, you can feel the emotion coming up and your brain goes, oh, boom, future benefit. Control. Discipline. Hack the brain because the brain works for us. All right, let's continue this. We're going to hopefully try to conclude out. It's Tuesday today. So hopefully we're going to try to finish this this, this trait. Maybe we'll do another summary. And then we'll maybe we'll send around the last summary and this summary together. We'll do a little summary end of the week. Um, so incredible day. Go out there and vote. Remember, whoever you vote for, God still runs the world. So do the best we can, but let's get, let's get a grip. Um, try today, if you can, one time, to, to mess around with this concept of future benefit. Think about whatever you're struggling with. Go into the future. Think about when you win. Bring that joy back to now and see how it feels when you're in that emotional moment. Let me know. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. Love you guys. What would I do without you? What would I do without you? Can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. With God's help, can't wait to see you tomorrow.